While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Hey, hey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. I got to tell you, I'm not one of those people, especially now that I have the show and I like really look forward to the weekday, weeknights when I can come on. Right. I'm not one of those people. Like, oh, another Monday. No, I'm, I've never was Monday one of those sucks. Monday sucks. I'm not one of those people. But I never like, was. But like the Monday after the feast always sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're a little more tired, right? Yeah. It's just you're tired. You're not at the feast anymore. That, that, that. Sort of, it's it's just it's the over. dopamine rush. The dopamine rush, yeah. The dopamine rush is is over, and uh, you got to wait another year for a feast. So, um, yeah. So the Monday after the feast is definitely not a good. It's it's the Monday that people always complain about. So, Marcus, we've got we've got breaking news right now for people at home. Stay here. We're talk gonna, about a bad Monday. Yeah, <laughs> someone's having a bad Monday. Yeah, we're we're, we're talking. We're, we're going to talk about the fees. We're going to talk about all kinds of local stuff. Yeah, but right now the breaking news is the FBI is raiding Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, they, we've got it from multiple sources. In fact, we have a statement courtesy of Taylor Cormier from um, the Trump. Uh, the officer Donald Trump, the former president, so we know it's true. It's being it's being covered by a couple other channels as well. But stay here; we'll have all the breaking news on the the raid of Donald Trump's house. It's coming happening right now. Yeah. We'll be talking about it. We're taking your phone calls about it. We don't know a lot yet. I, we have the president's statement, which I will read uh, to you. The um, it's it's pretty short. It's pretty direct. Doesn't give a lot of details. Um, and we're going to obviously be getting more details as the evening goes on. But as we speak. The FBI has raided Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. His private home in Mar-a-Lago is being raided by the FBI. Here's what the president says. Um, These are dark times in our nation, as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege. I'm reading this off my phone. Um, Currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to the president of the United States before, after working and cooperating with the uh, relevant government agencies, uh, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial, prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system. That's what the president is saying. The yeah. attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024 especially based on the recent polls. Um, as you can see, it's, it's, it has a political flair to it already. Uh, who, will, hmm, they, who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming election? This is Donald Trump's uh, statement on the raid in his home. They'll do anything to stop him in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in a broken third world country. Sadly, America has now become one of these countries, corrupt at a level not uh, seen before. Even They've even broken into my safe. Um, what is the difference? I like this. What is the difference between Watergate? We're operating broke, right, broke into the Democrat National Committee. Here, 
It's reverse. Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. That's a statement from Donald Trump yeah, on the raid on his home here at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Marcus, what do you think? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. A few days ago, he was talking about executing all drug dealers, right. uh, bringing back stop and frisk, uh, sending homeless people to uh, jettisoning them, basically, to out- encampments outside of the city. Where they had medical treatment. Yeah. yeah um, so uh, he uh, praised other com- uh, other countries for having, quote unquote, quick trials. So it's kind of funny that he's talking about the weaponization of the justice system when that's basically what he's been campaigning on. It's also kind of funny that a that a, a, a president who was just a guy who was just president two years ago is talking about how we're all of a sudden a third world country. It's like well, you're president for four of the last six years, but um, it's it's really unprecedented, right? It, Completely. I, unprecedented. I, I I talked about uh, we were talking about it off air. I'd be like, this is like if in like '66 um, they raided Hyannisport, right? Right. It's right. This, it's the same kind of thing. It's a private home. One where a lot of White House business was actually conducted. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. It is. Um, look, I, I've talked about this before. I think Mar- I think um, Donald Trump's behavior on January 6th was left a lot to be um, desired. I thought um, that it was uh, an embarrassment on the country. Um, I... Um, I understood why he was impeached for that for that act those activities even if you don't agree to the fine point of why he was impeached and there are there are legal arguments backwards and forwards but look it was a very very bad day for this country now since then I've had more conversations but obviously I think prosecuting the president of the United States is is an incredible development yeah and one I, I I'm worried about one I didn't think and as he said Look, guys, let, let's face it for a second. They're raiding the house. They physically broke into the house. They came into the house. They have a warrant. Yeah. It's legal. They can do it. But I would imagine, well, look, there's, Marcus, explain warrants for a second. Why would they have to break into the house? What would be their rationale? You need a basically probable cause that a crime has been committed and that there's evidence of the crime uh, or the you know the crime is going on in this, per, in this place, right. in this private residence. And so... Uh, this was a no-knock warrant, which are basically what all warrants are at this juncture. Okay. Um, I mean, so... Now, he has Secret Service protection. Yeah, he does. So would they have had to... I mean, I know you don't know. Guys, we're we we're don't doing know. this on the fly. This is completely we're doing unprecedented. doing this on the fly. So yeah. don't call us tomorrow and tell us how wrong we were, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right We're right, doing right. this on the fly. Yeah. And, and Marcus is, is, is primarily a local attorney. He has practiced criminal law. Yeah. There's a lot of federal stuff involved here. But we're, we're, we're going to do the best we can. Yeah. And we're happy to take your calls at 508 yeah, so, so continue, Marcus. So, yeah. no, no. So it, it was a no-knock warrant, which I think is pretty interesting because no-knock warrants are essentially, you know, I read a lot of, I know, and I know there's a police reform bill has uh, changed this a bit, but no-knock warrants are essentially what the norm is. They basically get rubber-stamped, and okay. it's it's saying what you put on every warrant uh, warrant affidavit is, which is the affidavit is all all of your facts and evidence that you think you know that would that where you apply to a judge or a magistrate for to for a search warrant, okay. the law enforcement. What you say is, well, the there's you know. Um, you can say there's there's risk of of harm for the officer, and there's uh, basically a substantial risk of the evidence being destroyed, destroyed right? the when I'm they thinking, when yes. they knock. And so for that, they usually give up. They usually give a no knock warrant. So um, I think you know for so for me to and it's the federal government, which again operates at a different level. I yes, think than. Yes. 
uh, in a much more, I think, ruthlessly effective level than 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 a lot of state and local law enforcement agencies because right. they have the resources. For, frankly, right. you know, right. and um, and they can more or less do whatever they want. So, uh, I mean. But when you say rubber stamped, I, I know what you're saying. But in this case, it would not have been rubber stamped, right? This would, right. would have gone in front of a federal judge. Yeah. And he would have said, give me everything you got, right? Yes. Then he would. they would have had to substantiate a lot of facts to the judge to get this warrant. Yeah. And I, I in, in terms of jurisdictionally, I don't know what, what kind of, which kind of, what, where the judge would have to have been would it have to have been in that circuit uh that circuit right. or you know anywhere or could they have just gone to like everybody likes to complain about the ninth circuit right okay. could they have just gone to the ninth circuit and went there and appealed to the whoever we're there we're gonna find out exactly what court we'll, they went we'll, to we'll find yeah we'll find out we'll, we'll find out a lot of details about this in terms of secret service coordination i you know my understanding of interagency relationships is that they're very fraught okay. right but i think we've heard that uh, yeah i think that yeah that, there would have probably had to have been at least some notification look if you go drooling up to the to the pre, to the president of the former president of the United States, yeah you can buy a jacket that says fbi in anywhere right right so you would think they you had see to call a convoy. Ahead, right yeah you, yeah they would have had to have notified i think the detail that was at mar-a-lago You'd have to, right well, there'd, and, be, there'd be bullets going down and, range. and we're assuming the president's not there right I don't know. It didn't say that in the statement. Well, I mean, maybe. I I don't know either. I don't know either. No, the folks. Because that, that's his residence. That he can, lives there. He lives there. You can, as he said in his statement, his private, his beautiful private home. Um, well, he switched his residence when he ran for president the second time to Florida. Yes. Yeah. So and, um, he went from New York to Florida. Right. So I'm assuming he's still down there. I would say, but but I know he was back up in New Jersey recently for. Um, for a golf tournament, a fundraiser for um, yeah, for the uh, Saudis for Vance, no Vance, <laughs> the guy running in Ohio. Oh right, yeah, yeah, JD Vance, uh, JD Vance. There JD was a Vance. fundraiser in, in in New Jersey at his golf course there. Yeah. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'd love to have your reaction to this. I mean, this is unprecedented news. Yeah, it's really incredible. They, uh, they 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 raided his home, the president's home. Do we have any idea what they're looking for? Nope, house? nothing yet. Um. I'm trying to like I, I'm just kind of like so, folks. Looking it, at Twitter right now, honestly, trying to figure out what right. like what they're looking for. There's been nothing yet, uh, in term, like anything substantial. So, Marcus, one of the things that Donald Trump points out, he says this is inappropriate, and unnecessary. So, and we're going to find out why why the government needed felt they needed to do this, and a judge agreed. Um, but in most cases. Where you have a co-op, because he points out in the statement, we've been cooperating with that, yeah. right? In most cases, we have a cooperating defendant, right? They don't have to do this. It's set, it's settled with a law, with a call, right? Phone call? Yeah. Again, we don't know any of the details right now, folks. But Well, that's the thing, is that maybe, I mean, you'd have to assume what they're looking for is something they assume he wouldn't turn over, right? right? So right. they would need and, to. And it's destroyable. Yeah, So they and it's destroyable and I guess very quickly destroyable. Right. So, so he's like an old style bookie. He's got everything on a flash paper. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? yeah exactly. I don't know. Water on it, it's gone. But there would have had to be some coordination with his with his detail. Had like, to. like, and, and we're talking about maybe he's you know he's at a is in New Jersey with JD Vance, right? 
maybe they coordinated that as well, like saying, well, you know, the de- there's probably going to be not as much Secret Service details when he's not there as opposed to when he's there, right? right. So they would have right. probably said, okay, well, he's going to be in uh, New Jersey uh, from this date to this date. This, right. is the, this is probably the best date to do it. Right. So they have, um, because again, folks, it's not like they raided your house or my house. Yeah. Unless you have Secret Service protection. Um, it's the... The fact is, they would have they would have driven up to the house, as what we know right now. But I can't imagine they would not have notified the social Secure, the Secret Service ahead of time, Marcus. Can you? Uh, yeah, they would have had to. I, I just again, you see, you see a convoy. Imagine if the Secret Service just saw a convoy right. of black SUVs roll up, right. right, right, and these guys come out in windbreakers. They're and not they going to. They're not going. Yeah, they're not going to re. I, I can. If you're a Secret Service agent, you're not just going to react. Oh, let's say FBI. We'll, right. we'll just let because, it through. Because by the way, anyone can buy an FBI jacket. Yeah, you know, right. a windbreaker would, would put the word FBI on the back. It's not. It's not difficult at all. So the, um, you know. I got a friend of mine who got arrested once with a hat yeah. like that, right? So you um, you can uh, you can imagine the um, well. I would imagine this is all first of all being videotaped. I would think, right? Yeah. And they raid. They go on videotapes. They have videotapes. When the um, I have to tell you though, it, it it seems outrageous, absolutely outrageous. The more I'm talking about, I'd love to hear your reaction at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. The uh, the president of the United States, the former president, 45, his house is being raided right now by the FBI. They rolled up, made, they've made entrance to his house, they made entrance to his safe. That, that's one, one thing we've learned, Marcus. Yeah. Is that the president's personal safe was opened uh, by the FBI. So, you know, you, you made a, a comment to me, I think off the air, that they must have had a warrant for that, right, specifically. So explain that. So, um, what, the, uh, the safe? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think... They probably had uh, the with search warrants. You can look into places where that thing might have been, right? So if it's a document, you can say it's gonna it'll it'll be probably in a safe, right? So uh, when they say we're going to execute a search warrant for you know all of their the, for for the home, it's gonna cover um, areas like uh, you know obviously cabinets and all that and safes they're gonna they're going to include that in the warrant affidavit as, as something that they you know are, are looking to right. are looking to raid and they're looking for something specific obviously they're looking for specific items in this they would have to put that in the warrant right? they would have to put exactly what they're looking for okay. in the warrant um i imagine a judge who's going to approve this warrant is going to ask for some or is going to ask with great detail right you know what they want i would think so, so. yeah um, we're, we're talking about the raid on Mar-a-Lago tonight. The president, forty president, the forty-fifth president of the United States, Donald Trump is. is I mean, home. it's very common for a warrant to be executed and them to to break into a safe and raid it. You know, you've it, seen The Wire, right? When yes, they yes. when they open when uh, Stringer Bell opens the safe, he goes, "Might as well, right. no, no need to destroy a good safe." Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so the fact is, um, again, folks, we have very limited details. So, I don't want to hear tomorrow that we were wrong about this, wrong about that. Yeah, but but I love you to call me at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But you know. Marcus is going off of his institutional memory of search warrants, things like that. Yeah, so, I'm, I've been out of practice for about two years, right. but I'm, so, I'm doing my best. He's doing his best, and, <laughs> and, and I think he's doing a pretty good job right now. Yeah. So, Marcus, they would have if they didn't. All right, let me ask you this question: To open the safe, would they had to have had permission from the warrant? In other words, you get, they got the warrant to go into the house. Does the warrant have to say "and the safe"? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I'm not entirely sure to okay. be honest with you. I okay. think it's. I think they have. 
I think they probably cover that in the warrant. I think this warrant was probably done. This warrant affidavit was probably uh, drafted very thoroughly to yes, include, my, right. like, they probably know where the safe is, right? right? They probably know where the safe is. You, you wonder, you know, we're talking about Secret Service having to know ahead of time that a warrant's going to be executed. Right. You wonder if there's any investigatory compliance right. with this whole operation. I was right? thinking the same thing, Mark. So, so I imagine if they're if they're drafting up a warrant affidavit again. This is federal, so it's a little bit out of my look. No one's above ever, my station. We've never had this happen before. So yeah, so it's above everyone. <laughs> and we just we just heard about it uh, literally as soon as we played our intro music. Right. right. So. Um, I would imagine they would they would have covered that anyway. Whether or not they had to, I'd imagine they covered with great detail where they where they wanted to go and what what exactly they were looking for. And folks, I'll just tell you this: I'll save you the trip. I've got all the news breaking uh, uh, apps on my phone, and every one of them's got the same thing we have. That's all they've got right now. Is everyone's got the statement that we just read by uh, by Donald Trump about the raid? That's how we know about it because yeah. the only statement right now is from the president um, about the raid on his house. So, Marcus. Again, we've never been here All of before. a sudden, a huge um, opponent of no-knock warrants, which I think is funny. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, it's funny. I was thinking very much the same thing. Yeah. But, but Marcus, the uh, the judge who, who has this brought in front of him, he's never seen this type of thing. Yeah. We've, we've had, you know, there are raids on federal officials. There are raids on elected officials. That happens all the time. Uh, oh, not all the time. But it happens frequently. But we've never had one happen to a former president of the United States. Never. Yeah. Never. No. So Bill Clinton went through a lot of problems, things like that. But nothing like this ever took place uh, at, at Bill Clinton's house. No. The um, I mean, we have nothing to go on here. And Nixon, you know, Nixon resigned right. to avoid stuff like this right. and right. got a pardon from his vice president. Right. right. So that obviously, that type of situation really wasn't possible here or... Yeah, wasn't really possible here, so uh, it's it's completely unprecedented. So, Marcus, again, we're, we're we're flying folks by the seat of our pants. We we don't know, but you do you think the president of the United States was was brought in on this, or do you think it's just the attorney general? I mean, this had to be. I I mean, I'm I'm wondering here. I you know, there's this whole there's this whole like there's supposed to be this principle that the president of the United States doesn't like interfere with or try uh, like with the operations of the doj because the doj is supposed to operate independently right, right. and they do in a lot of circumstances we know that but they but, only have but, power because they work for the president yeah right exactly so uh, it's it's hard to believe that this the executive branch wasn't fully aware of this especially because you know when it's when they're raided it's going to be a national story so if right. you're right Merrick, mr president we have so <laughs> if you're merrick garland you want to keep your job right you're, you're you're going to let the president know that this is happening. So, 508-996-0500. We're take a break. We'll be right back. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Chris and Marcus here. Um, so, Chris, you know, we were talking about a breaking story, and like breaking stories, they're developing. Right. So, there isn't a lot to say right now. There's not a lot to say. We have. I read the statement of President Trump that his house was raided. Yeah. Uh, they broke into his safe. But we've yeah. since learned that he actually is not there. Right, he's not there, which which makes sense, Marcus. You talked a little bit about that earlier. We 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 saw. I know that he was in was in New Jersey uh, over the weekend, 
um, for a fundraiser. You know, I was reading about that with for J.D. Yeah, Vance J. of Vance, Ohio. Ohio got, Senate candidate. He, yeah, and he's got some other stuff going on. And obviously, this time of year, you'd rather be in New Jersey than Florida, right? So, right. Um, so the president was not there, but they nonetheless executed a search. So do you think it's why they did it this weekend as opposed to another weekend, Marcus? No idea. No, you, I mean, you really have no idea. We don't know. I have no idea why they... No one knows. I don't even know what they're looking for, right? right? The only thing we said is there had to be of some interagency collaboration because how... <clears throat> Unlike everybody else. How would they know there's stuff in there and right. how would they know where it is? Because, because it's not like I was giving an example of like... A controlled buy, you know, yes. where you're sending right. people inside of a home to get a nexus to search their home for, like, drug activity. Right. With this situation, I don't even know what they're looking for, so I can't even say what the process was to get the to to get the warrant because we don't we still don't know what they're looking for. So right. as this in the, you know, people talking on any medium right now. Don't they don't know. know they don't know either. So we're you know we're, we're you know we're, we're waiting to hear from you know ABC News and we're waiting to hear from our our partners uh, and other uh, news media outlets. And when but, we get something, we'll let you know. For the time being, we'll take your phone calls on it at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I'd be curious what your reactions is whether you like Donald Trump or don't like Donald Trump. Um, look, I think you've got to be concerned, even if you don't like the president, um, about this. Um, it's an unprecedented. Um, investigation but you can also say the president brought it on himself i don't know we really don't know we right don't now. know if he brought it upon himself right we really don't know we don't right know now. anything and i know my friend marcus the civil libertarian he right now is concerned about this even though he's not a fan of the president it's unprecedented right. i i you wonder i just again if i might i might change my opinion if i knew what it was right right and folks like you know, obviously, stay tuned, and, and you can give us a call at 508-996-0500. We're going to kind of move well, If Nixon, had, yeah, and, and, and in comparison to Watergate, and again, if Nixon hadn't resigned, if right. his if his vice president hadn't pardoned him, we would have likely saw something very similar. So we're not sure. I think, again, yeah, like Chris said, we'll 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 move on because um, we had an eventful weekend, right, down here in the Local, South Coast, yeah. politically, yeah. right, right, and 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 again, I. I hesitate to comment too much on this because I don't know much. We, we read the president's statement. It's the best we can do right now. Yep. We have no statements from anybody, but as soon as we get them, we will bring them right to you here in WBSM. Yeah. Um, and of course, over the, you know, stay tuned to WBSM.com. We'll have breaking news about that there. Sure. But Marcus, um, big weekend, right? Big successful yeah. weekend. Huge here weekend. In South Coast. Yeah. So there's a huge weekend at the feast. Uh, there was, I believe I was talking to somebody in the Treasury office over the weekend because I I volunteer uh, every year for the feast. If you guys don't know this year, I didn't volunteer as much because of my commitments here and elsewhere. But I still did volunteer. Um, And they said that they had record attendance on Saturday night and they brought in a record amount of cash. And so um, but I I do want to say a couple things before we get into the the political stuff about it is that I think the New Bedford Police Department did an outstanding job with security. I agree. Anthony Mori, who was a federally uh, a federal agent that rebuilt airport security after 9-11, said that they had excellent security. He got to check it out. Um, You know, DHS, uh, DHS was there adding security. We had the fire department there. We had uh, paramedics and EMS. They all really did an excellent job. So I want to thank them. And I talked to one of my friends who's on the um, 
who's on the police department. I got to I got to stop and talk to him for a minute, and he was talking about you know basically this happens every year during the feast. They all get forced. They all yes. get forced, and they all get held over till right. the next shifts. Right. So they're working twenty four hour shifts and all that. It's it's quite a thing. And I right. told him I was like, well, we appreciate it because that helps keep the feast safe and running. I right. do, and I I want to say. I was in the feast parade. I was driving my car, and there was an officer that pointed and was yelling at me, and he looked like the TS-1000 from Terminator. He had the helmet, the glasses, all decked out, scared me to death. It was Hank Turgeon. Uh, that's funny. That's so funny. at first I'm like, oh my god, right? And it was it was Hank Turgeon. He, he came over afterwards, but yeah. So um, again, thanks to the thanks to the um, first responders who who did the held down the feast security. It's and, a long weekend for the police, fire, and, and EMS. Um, they do a hell of a job, and um, you know, unfortunately for them, they miss the event. Really, they they're, do. They're, they're part of it, but they miss it. Yeah. The um, and without them, you couldn't have it. Yeah. The um, the uh, you know I was listening to the scanner, um, and you could the coordination is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, right. it just really is. The um, the coordination is unbelievable between all the, between all the, the local police, the EMS, mm-hmm. the um, the fire departments. They got yeah. you know, and again, it's a very crowded area, so they have to move vehicles and keep vehicles as their blocker vehicles. It's really an incredible um, you know uh, situation. But we had um, so WBSM has a story up today as we always would. From a big event, there were there were ten arrests. I yeah. think that's a, a minor number of arrests. Really. Over a hundred thousand people show Incredible, up. Incredible. Right? Yeah. So, and I, I'm reading. You know, I'm looking at the. Uh, uh, you can message us on the WBSM app chat too if you'd like. Um, but this one came a little bit later after all of our, uh, you know, in studio programming was was uh, was done. So I'll I'll just read it. Sure. Uh, is. You know, I was reading Kate Robinson's article about the feast, about all the arrests. Is that enough reason to make the feast close at 8 p.m.? No. Uh, a hundred thousand, no. no. a hundred, over a hundred thousand people, 10 arrests. That's pretty good. I think when I was, um, when I, when I served my year in 2015, uh, on the feast committee, and I'm serving next year, I'm really excited about it. But when I served in 2015, I think there were like three or four over okay. the weekend. So at the feast grounds. Now, when people say like, you know, there's always these so, there's things that get blamed on the feast that didn't that happen after. Right. There Absolutely. was one time a uh, one time someone was was murdered. Really. But it happened like at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's you know to do with it. Right. the night of the, that person was at the feast. Right. But then it was after. They should have like stayed longer. Right. They yeah. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that person was murdered. So like there's stuff like that happens. Oh, you, someone got killed at the feast. Like, no, that doesn't happen. No. People don't get shot or stabbed or anything like that. There might be a little bit of some, you know, there might be a little bit of some like fisticuffs, something like that. But right. that gets broken up pretty right. quickly because, again, right. New Bedford police are all over the place. The most, you know, as I was listening to the scanner, the most you had. So you could tell the police are on top of it. Yeah. They had their intelligence unit there. Because I noticed at one point they they would they knew about some people who I would, yeah. you could tell from the conversation it's called um, OCIB I believe yeah. yeah that you could tell from the conversation on the scanner and again they know the scanner is public yeah that, that they, they were they were concerned about some people who probably were in a gang they didn't use the word gang but they identified the neighbor they were from and they were coming down Madeira uh, Madeira Avenue yeah. and uh, they were just notifying the other units you know so and so you know so you could tell they're on top of stuff but again that's not the feast. 
Sometimes you have groups of people that if they interact with each other, they're going to be trouble, right? right? That has nothing to do with the event they happen. You know, you go to a Van Halen concert, you run into, you know, a guy you got a problem with, it could be a fight. It's not Van Halen's fault. So I think overall, Marcus, it was really good. Yeah, it was great. What did you know about the security there? It was, it was really in-depth, right? Yeah, so um, the, obviously they had a lot of – the New Bedford Police Department was there, and they were essentially all there. And uh, Department of Homeland Security right. uh, actually provided some supplementary um, uh, security. Right, and you're not talking out of school because you, you know this. No, I know this, stuff, I know right? this from people involved right. in the feast there. They had, um, they had snipers positioned uh, all along the feast, and they had uh, cameras set up by the Department of Homeland Security. So there were people all over. Um, I'll, so. I'll tell you something else. And, I, and I, I feel okay saying that because people noticed. I saw people on, 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 on social media notice the snipers. Right. Yeah, right. They're out so, there. If you go when I went when Mother Teresa came here yeah. in the nineties, they had snipers. They're there if you put ketchup on your casola sandwich. Right. They're Don't there. do that. They they need you know <laughs> I'm just they, they they're a very effective tool yeah. um to keep keep people safe. It it might sound ironic but but it's true. Um the uh the other thing there was a story at WBSM dot com about no drones at the feast, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. And then I had the scanner on, as I said, Marcus. And I was very impressed. So you started hearing these over the scanner. They're saying there's a drone over the main field. Yeah. Right. You start hearing this warning. There's a drone. There's a drone. Right. The police are clearly looking for it. They can see it. They're saying it's over the main stage. Marcus, to my, I was very impressed. They were able to identify where the drone operator was coming from to the address exactly. Yeah. Right. And sent a cruiser right to that, right to the location. Because obviously a lot of damage can be done with a drone. Yep. That was not the case. It was just somebody being an idiot, really, yeah. I think. Someone with a drone probably may not even realize you cannot do that, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't read WBS. Well, maybe just said, I want to take a picture or something like that. Right, yeah. right. So they didn't, you know, could That's their fault for not reading WBSM.com. That's true. you got to read WBSM.com. Don't make that same mistake. <laughs> don't lose your drone. So the, um, but I thought it was incredible. They Not merely that they could, you know, they identify the drone in the air. But I started looking. I'm like, they had, they were so sophisticated. They were able to find the drone operator before, I mean, within seconds, Marcus, yeah. right? Because I'm listening to the conversation, and I'm really listening to it. And then you say, they, and they gave the address. They went right there. And they were, I think it were more than one throughout the event. But they were able to get right to the drone operator and yeah. grab them. You say, hey, what are you up to? You know, it's sufficient work. They should, they should send them to my neighborhood where that drone operator I was. I was thinking, Mar- Marcus, it's so funny. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, Marcus could have used you guys. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Hey. hey. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm older now. But, uh, welcome back, Chris. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, um... But I, I, I'm going back to the early '80s. I remember. I remember. I was put in the paddy wagon for for protective custody, not arrested, because yeah. I, I drank too much. I think. <laughs> yeah. You think you still don't know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what it was. Right. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. But you know, after that night, it was uh, uh, horrific. But yeah, um, good show tonight, and what a great feast. Yeah, it was. It was a great feast. It was the biggest. Again, it was. I think the biggest, the most attended feast. I think they, they had a, they had, definitely had a record attendance on Saturday. And and I went there. I was at there Saturday for, pro, at night for probably about a couple minutes before I was okay. like, I gotta get right. out of here. Right. Just for my own, just my own thing. It was. I got you. Yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was record numbers of people there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I went. I went uh, Thursday night to see Led Zeppelin and. Uh, then I went Sunday, yesterday. Yeah, 
Yeah, Sunday was Sunday was pretty. Night. Sunday was pretty good. Yeah. And, do you uh, prefer the day or the night, sir? Oh, do it during the late afternoon. After, yeah, yeah. Late um, got a couple of beanie hats uh, for the kids and you know all that stuff. My nephews, yeah. Are you there? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely. Good. Yeah. You guys have a good night. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Marcus, I heard on the Howie Carr show, Taylor Comey was talking about. It. He went there. Yeah, I uh, saw him there. Did you? He said he listens every way, every day on the way back from work, even when it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart guy. Yeah. So, so he made it. He made a comment that the prices and um, have gone up this year. Yeah, Biden, Biden inflation struck right. the feast. Yeah, right. uh, so wine, so the bigger cups of wine used to be seven tickets. They're now nine tickets. So seven dollars, nine dollars. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, I believe the Cursola sandwiches, a lot of the sandwiches were four or five tickets, and now they they were six tickets. Okay. Um, Melisada's actually survived. They were four tickets. Right. Maybe they were three last time, but they I don't were remember. two last time, according to Taylor. Oh, there were two last time? Right. Okay, so everything went up then. Yes. As far as I know, everything went up. French fries were three tickets. I think that's probably the same. Okay. You can't blame them. That's, that's the, the way the world is now. No, and the way you the know what? Is. Yeah, they got to... They gotta. The whole point of the feast is to raise money for charity, and it's to raise money, not, they have to make money. It's still not an overly expensive... You know, when, you, when you're saying no. the line is $9, that's what you're going to pay in You know, on, you on Thursday, actually, I had some calls talking about, like, free stuff you can do... Uh, around the city, right? If you're on a tight budget, and right. they, you know, I had a caller call and talk about uh, there's free lunches at local parks, there's arts and crafts at Hazelwood, there's uh, you know you can take your kids to um, you know the local beaches, stuff like that. But I said one of the free activities you can do is the feast. It you is free, can, right? you, it's free to get in, and you can um, you can bring you like you can bring your own meat, you can bring your own stuff, and cook it on the pits. You know, really? and actually, my dad told me. When he was younger, uh, when they went to the feast, when it was, you know, before, and the feast is great. I, I love it. But when it was before it got as popular as it is okay. now, a lot of people would bring like full dinners, their own dinners, okay. and cook because it wasn't really about, you know, going to get sandwiches and all that. It wasn't as commercial. Bombed, yeah. Right. But going there, getting sandwiches and getting bombed is fine. That's because right. right. you're doing it for charity. Right. And we're, you know. <laughs> right. I want to. I want to emphasize what else that. Are gonna do that. Whatever right. reason you want to go to the feast, you should go there. I'm not right. discouraging anybody. I'm not. I'm next not. Year. I'm next not year. admonishing. By the way, it's yeah. next year. It's over now. So yeah, yeah. Go next year. Don't show up. Don't show up today. Don't show up today. Um, yeah. So uh, we got to take a break, actually, okay. and uh, we got a few things on the. I'll just say before we go on the Trump thing, uh, if you uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, go ahead. So. We saw, I was just watching CNN, they were focused on personal areas and offices, and they were saying something about boxes of documents. Okay. Okay, so that's what we know. That's all we really know so far. What I remember from previous discussions about this before this raid was that they alleged that the president left with classified documents. Do you remember that? Yes. That, con- that was a couple months was, ago. Remember the picture of him at Mar-a-Lago where he was like on his phone, he was like smiling, and there were people like with documents all over him? I don't remember that. It was the that, er- very early days of his presidency. Oh, no. What I'm saying is that there was conversation. What I'm saying is there's, there's classified documents there. Right, right. When so, he left, he, had, he took them. Yeah. So he called it the Weekend White House. So he right. did work there. Like, it's same thing, again, same thing with Kennedy and Hyannisport. I think it's a good example, yeah. Kennedy and Hyannisport, he called it the Weekend White House because he'd go there and he'd do work. You'd see... You'd see staff meetings there and stuff like that. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 W. South Coast Night, Chris and Marcus. Um, Again, not much to report on Mar-a-Lago. Stick with us. We'll we'll talk about it, 508-996-0500 if you want to. Uh, But but again, it's really 
the fog of war right now. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on at all. But, but Marcus, we do know what happened at the feast this weekend. Yeah, we there was a ton of political activity at so the feast. We we kicked off the feast by having a number of political guests in here. Mm-hmm. Um, who you know, people look you should be happy that. The feast gets the amount of political candidates that it does, mm-hmm. and now they have a place to go when they come down for the evening as well. Yeah, um, coming here. And so we had uh, Donna Desaglio, Diana Desaglio, Diana Desaglio, yep. who's a state senator from, from Methuen. Uh, Methuen, yeah, yep. and Lynn. The um, she um, she's running for state auditor. We had um, Anthony Amore, Anthony Amore, the Republican running for auditor, who I thought was very impressive. I thought both of them were impressive. They candidates. were both really they good. Were both really good. Uh, I Anthony Amore's, you know, a lot of people. So, very few people are interesting. <laughs> he is. He is. He is I'm including myself. I don't think I'm interesting. Right. But uh, Anthony Amore is a, a pretty fascinating guy. You know, the stuff that you heard on air wasn't even as interesting as the stuff we heard off air. It was incredible. It was really incredible. So, he's involved in, in the search for the missing, the stolen artwork from the, um, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Yeah. Um, which, you know, was stolen. Biggest art. Theft, I think, in the in biggest the, theft of any kind in the world, right? The history of the world, and yeah. it's and he, and he but he, he told us off the air, and he's made this statement elsewhere. He said we will get that artwork back. Yeah, he's very confident they're going to get the artwork back, which I think is a good a good uh, a good development. But he's worked on that. He's written a number, number of books. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah, but the least interesting thing is that he's running for office. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's it's the least interesting thing about him is that he's running for state auditor. But uh, he he you know his I like that he's a Republican, but yes. he made his platform uh very nonpartisan very nonpartisan and he's and he's good he was really good at doing that i thought he did that very effectively uh dina disaglio i thought was great too um she she's a state senator she's taken on uh leadership on beacon hill uh she wants to audit the legislature and she's very committed to that and i thought honestly her justification for it uh for uh, the legal authority to do that was a very good uh, reading like a very good statutory interpretation okay. uh, of of it because what she's saying is every time that they say the legislature can't be investigated or audited there are um it is specifically delineated in a statute or okay. in a regulation that the uh, the certain bodies like the senate oversight committee or something like that right okay but it's not mentioned for the auditor not to mention that's that's and she said in the early 1900s which you know it's a long time ago but it's still law, so, yeah, uh, so right? Nandekata <laughs> was a long time ago. Too. Yeah, exactly. It was. It's still law. Uh, said the auditor was legislated in the 1900s. She also said uh, that even though it's cross branch. Uh, the auditor also uh, has audits the uh, judiciary, the right. trial courts and stuff like that. And it makes sense because you, they say, oh, it's executive branch. It's an elected position. It's right. accountable to the people and it's accountable. You know, it's only accountable, accountable to people. So it's not like it's Charlie Baker appointing somebody to investigate the legislature. Right. It's the people doing that. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, actually, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus Farrow's here as well. We have... Um, very interesting news tonight. Uh, the president's house, uh, Mar-a-Lago, has been raided by the FBI. Marcus, um, that's all we know, right? That's it. So, they, they, we know that the, the it's been raided. They've been they they uh, stuck around his offices, his offices and right. personal areas, and they're looking for 
what said uh, what it said in the the Chiron or whatever you call it. So I read the statement from the president. Boxes earlier. of documents. At the start of the show, thanks to Taylor Cormier, we immediately got the statement um, on the raid, by, and it was a statement confirming it by the president of the United States. There has been no statement by the FBI, the Attorney General, or the president of the United States, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. on this matter right now. So, folks, we'll take we'll take your calls. Your your your. Uh, your very limited opinion on it at 508-996-0500. But we don't want, we don't want to act like we know any more than what's basically going on, right? Yeah. The, the, um, but we do know what happened here over the weekend politically, right? It was a yes. big destination for political candidates. Um, yeah, and I want to get into, office. I want to get more into that in the, in the second hour because, uh, it's, it's a rare election season where you have three statewide offices All open. Right. And so there were people that were here. But what about the people that weren't here? Political malpractice. Totally. Ma- Mayor Mitchell said that actually in the in his speech in the opening ceremony. So it was an opening ceremony at the monument of the, of the founding fathers or, of the feast. Okay. And so the governor usually speaks. It was lieutenant governor this year. Right. And so he said, he's like, if you're if you're running for office and you're not coming down here, I don't know what you're doing. He goes, there's a problem with your politics or something like right. that. He even said that it's political malpractice basically to not show up here, especially if you want to make an imprint in this area. So the, the People that were here, we appreciate that. And there were people that were here, like Diana DeZaglio, more than one night. Right. There are people who there are people who who come for the first time as political candidates and realize they never they're never not going to come again. Charlie yeah. Baker comes every year. Charlie Baker was here. He's not running again. He was here. He was here. He was he was here. Uh, Polito was here. Um, and I talked to Maura Healy. I got I got a chance to talk to her for a few minutes when she was here. And you can check out my column on WBSM.com. Look, it's I, the least political 